From across the pond, this is Off the Record with Big C. Uh, thank you, Shaggy. Um, welcome to Off the Record, episode, I think, 55. Um, but here we are, and I've got two returning guests for us tonight. We have, from Edelsborough in England... Stinky Pete, yes, he's just waved to people that are watching, at least on Facebook, might have seen that. So, hi, Pete. How are you doing? Hi, mate. All good. Good to have you back. And uh, happy birthday for yesterday. Thank you very much. I'm officially a pensioner now, or at least I was until the Tories got in. But anyway, let's not go there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We don't want any any controversy. We might have enough later on anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And secondly, uh, last but not least here, it's Gordon. He's suffering a little bit with the, with the Lurgy, so he's uh, the walrus of love tonight. <laughs> it's yeah. Gordon. I'm just a Gordon. trooper. Super trooper, do you say? I'm just a trooper, yeah. It's just a trooper. <laughs> Super trooper. Death could not keep me from this tonight. No. We're I'm impressed. Sure. We're very impressed. This is the kind of uh, stand-up performance we like. Dedication yeah. to the task anyway it's going to be a tricky one i think today i don't know about you guys i found Ooh. the topic very very tricky um the topic is overrated artists Ooh. in our opinion yeah um over the years now I, I i found i found this very 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 tricky not very very tricky but very 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 tricky uh in the the, the trouble is I, I generally like something by everybody. Um, maybe this one genre I'm not so keen on, which I could come on to. Um, but, yeah, what, I don't know what your views are on. I mean, how, how, have you, how have you sort of come together with your list, either one of you? Gordon. Well, a wee bit of what you say, some of the ones that are, that are in it I actually own records by. Yeah, uh, well, me too. Yeah, but the majority of them are just the sacred cows that I think uh, really just their, their, their reputation is, is based on stuff so long ago that doesn't really stand up. But by the time Pete has ripped my ears off, after he hears some of them, we'll, we'll see whether he agrees with that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he won't. But, but, but that was the thing I found interesting doing this. I didn't find this hard at all. Because I, I I sort of thought, well, look, you know, what do we mean by overrated? It's overrated in our opinion. And every single one, whoever we talk about, there's going to be a whole bunch of people go, don't be ridiculous. These guys yeah. are great. I read them. That's, yeah. that's the whole point. And so it's, it's what we think is overrated. But what I did do was to differentiate between acts that I think are overrated, although it with the exception of one of them, I do own stuff by all of the ones I've chosen. Um, and then the ones that I absolutely hate, because I think that if you, if you, if you just go, well, I really hate those bands, then that's just because you don't like the music. It's not yeah. really objective, is it? So, no. I, you know, it, it, it would make it an extremely boring podcast if I bang on about Queen and Kate Bush and Elvis again and madness because everybody knows I hate them because they've listened to me hating them forever. And you can add Mozart up to that list as well. But, you know, so basically I, I, I've gone with bands where I just think the reputation 
is more than the value of their output in general. So that's that's, a, that's a fair definition. Yeah, I think that's probably fairly fair. Um, it's difficult, as you said, to be objective anyway, isn't it? Whatever you you can't really be objective. I mean, you, no. you can't you can't just sort of say, right, yeah, that is music. Well, I suppose apart from, apart from maybe prog rockers might think, yeah, they that is very good music, and this isn't very good music. Um, I used to get this argument at school a lot in the seventies when I didn't listen to the the prog rock, uh, and I was listening to like the Quo and what have you, uh, which is a lot more obviously simplistic. Uh, and progressive, according to Tune Osborne in Epping High Street, of course. Um, but yeah, um, music is is good, or is it or is it bad? And if it's good, you like it. If it's bad, you don't like it. It's none of this sort of aesthetics, I don't think. Anyway, for me, well, I think the definition also goes if the the their status has been elevated to such a huge position that the their output no longer wants it. And I mean, obviously, Queen's the the prime example of that and too, in some ways too easy a target. So mm. I haven't went with them either. But mm. as I say, it's maybe bands who, and I think this is another thing that's quite common, started out really promisingly mm. and then just saw the sort of the golden chalice and went for it and then just ended up pretty dire. Well, it's a really interesting point, that, as a general, because I was talking to my brother about this, not in the context of this podcast, but a few months ago, and it was like we were having a beer, him and me, and our mate who used to, you know, be in the music industry. And their opinion, and, I, you know, I, I didn't agree with it 100%, but their opinion was there's a lot of bands who they have this huge, great creative energy which builds up when they start, and they release their first album, and all of this massive creative energy pours into the first album, and then everything after it is not yes. as good as the first album. Now, I don't agree with that, because I think, it, it, certainly in my collection, a lot of the stuff which is the best is kind of albums three and four. But um, but I kind of understand the point, and actually this, there's a couple of bands I could have included on this who I think would tick that box, you know, who just had this big explosion of creativity, and then everything else is all right, but it, it's just all right. Well, as Billy Bragg says, that difficult third album, which was always seemed to be the make or break for them, you know, they had enough songs for a debut, then they usually had enough left over for a decent follow-up, yeah. and then the third one was the metal, could they really do it? Uh, and as I said, I've, I've long heard this, I held this theory that you should have to get special dispensation to have more than five albums. You should go to a <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you, you actually get allowed to make it because ninety nine times out of hundred they're dead in the water after five. Mm. I think. But but you see that's really interesting. It's because if you go back to your fave or one of your faves and the thing we did a few weeks ago, you know Elvis Costello Elvis does Miller, not yeah. tick that box. You know no. he, he he's the one so, percent. But well, yeah, I, d I don't think he is one percent. I think he's I think he's I think he's probably ten or fifteen percent. I I I, I, I get your point. But um, but so yeah, it's a, it is an interesting one. It is an interesting one. I think it's uh, it's been fun. Yeah. Let's crack on and see how many secret codes we can slash. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. Well, let's start then with. Should we start with Pete then? If um, I was a name. Okay. Well, I've gone with. Um, I, I've, no I've, 
I've got six. No, I haven't got an order. I've got six of them, and then I've got a couple to throw in who I also think fit the bill. Um, and I've mostly minor rock ones, uh, obviously, but then one is very definitely not. Um, so my the one that I've chosen first as massively overrated are Motorhead, and for um, and for people in the rock fraternity, that is effectively me just farting in church very loudly. Mm-hmm. Um, but in in my personal opinion, and it is a personal opinion, Lemmy is great. He's a really fun character. He's really interesting to listen to when he was interviewed. Um, he was brilliant in or, or um, Hawkwind. I really liked, um, and they were you know they were kind of space rock whatever, and they were really creative. Um, and when you listen to Motorhead's output. It's basically a turgid, grinding, very loud noise and not really very creative at all. And really, when you boil it down to it, they've got one good song, which is Ace of Spades. And actually, the acoustic version of Ace of Spades is better than the rock version. Um, In fact, it's, it's very, very good. And you look at the rest of their stuff, so Road Crew, Motorhead itself, it's just just doesn't do anything for me and um <laughs> the funny story my the, the wife of my mate martin who used to work in the music industry um she went to see motorhead because at some point they were involved and um she went to see them up in, they were sitting up in the uh uh the balcony at hammersmith odeon and she fell asleep and i just thought that was hilarious falling asleep in a motorhead concert Morning, yeah yeah, um, and I and I've told her that that's where the title "No Sleep Till Hammersmith" for their live album comes from. I said it was all her fault. Um, but anyway, so yeah, um, so um, you know, apologies, Motorhead fans, but they are massively overrated. I don't get it. Lemmy's a lovely guy. Well, I don't think. Oh, well, he was a lovely guy. I, 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 you can't really apologise. Okay, <laughs> it's like every, everyone that we mention today is going to be. You, as you said at the start, Pete, I think, you know, you can't, you can't have them. No, they're brilliant. I was just chatting to, I had my hair cut today, chatting to the hairstylist and that, or barber, whatever you want. I was going to say, hairstylist. Hairstylist, yeah. Did you have a red and white pole outside? <laughs> and, and hair all over the floor. And, yeah, grease. Um, I think you cut it with a firework. <laughs> I mentioned a Bill few. Green. Every one of the ones I mentioned, she was going, oh, I love them. I love them. I love them. But then when, when you actually come to discuss the artist and, yeah, okay, I, I, I said to her, well, I, I like four or five of their songs, but anymore? Not really. And I got to the point where she was saying that, yeah, they probably got about four or five really good songs. I said, well, yeah, okay, but that's that's not enough, I don't think. Uh, which is the point. When I when I, you know, when I have my spiel, but Gordon. Right. Well, my first one would be a band whose debut album I used to clutch dearly to my ample bosom back in the the late 80s, and I was well, well into them. And then we waited for the second album, and then we waited, and then we waited, and then we went off and had families, and we still waited. And then it came, <laughs> and it was... Absolutely a non-event. So you probably guessed it for that. My, my first overrated band would be the Stone Roses. Ah. To have gone from such a 
brilliant first album to then just these interminable sort of stretched out grooves on the second coming or, or whatever. Mm. And I honestly don't think after the first album they put a song out that was the even Fool's Golden thing. I remember buying Fool's Golden thinking, all right, yeah, this sounds no, actually, doesn't it? Just kind of goes on. Just the single, wasn't it? Uh, Fool's Garden. Yeah, yeah, it's totally right. Two editions of the of the standard yeah, album, a, and and the, the stuff's worth a fortune, especially the first pressings and that. Mm. And uh, of course, I remember was so keen to get the first album. I ran past the vinyl and bought the CD, which you know at that time was still the Emperor's. Slightly new clothes. Uh, whereas yeah. if I got the vinyl, it would have been my pension plan. No. Uh, but no, I really... Th- and then I don't think it helps that, you know, the singer became such a dreadful, horrible bore. And I yeah, think right the on, talent... Yeah. yeah. And obviously, John Leckie couldn't really put up with him anymore. And he went and, and had, you know, a wee bit of success with his spin-off band, uh, The Seahorses which, you know, was probably the direction they should have took the roses in, but it's just for that whole sort of Manchester era, which really, in the most, passed me by. I thought there was a couple of good songs. Mondays and that had a couple of good songs, but Christy didn't like search for an album with the Mondays. Mm. So there you go, first one to drop, sorry to say, Stone Roses. The second album had... Ten Story Love Song, I think was on that one. I can't yeah, like that, was, that one. That was the one that, yeah, it was the one that, you know, made the rule. It was actually a decent, yeah, song. A decent song, yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 oddly, I wasn't unlike yourself, Gordon. I wasn't really into the Stone Roses when when the first album came out. I thought it was just a bit, a bit dreary, a bit. Um, oh, really? A bit druggy. Yeah, I just couldn't, <laughs> couldn't. I couldn't get the a bit droney. I uh, could have found that. I'd never heard of the Stone Roses until we did the, the, the show about 1989. And when I was and I dragging through to try and find it, I discovered there was this band called the Stone Roses. Never heard of them. Unbelievable. He'd never heard of We Didn't Start the Fire by Billy Joel either. So, you know. Oh, I think I was maybe just a wee bit, in the words of Rick for the young ones, a bit street and cool, you know. Yeah, yeah it's like the Stone Roses. Yeah, I was never street or cool, that to be honest. No, I, yeah, like, I like status quo in the sense of how non-street no. and non-cool can that that's, be? That's a very, <laughs> an, an, very antithesis of it, Colin. Yes. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, um, yeah Stone Roses. You know, we're still waiting for their third album, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. Really yeah, yeah. I I think we should congratulate Gordon for using the word antithesis. antithesis. That's a, that's that's and getting, and getting the pronunciation right the first time. Yeah, no, it was very good. good. I was yeah, very well, impressed. Yeah, I'm, I'm still recovering from the use of the word bosom earlier on, actually. So you don't hear that, uh, <laughs> yeah, don't hear that often ample. these days. No, ample, <laughs> ample bosom, right? Okay, so Stone Roses fans are upset now, and Motorhead fans are upset. Um, okay, I'm definitely going to upset a few with this one. Uh, I think, um, again, I like. Half a dozen, of maybe, of their songs. Um, Gordon's on the move. He's going to I like about half a, half a dozen of this band's songs. And I think they've, one, like a number of other bands, have got a bit of a cult status about them. 
just never really got there. And that is the doors. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh good choice. Yeah, now this is an interesting one. Go on, talk about talk about the doors then. Well, I don't know what to talk about them really. As I said, I I, I found them. Um, I love some of their stuff. I do, um, but on on the whole, I find it a bit sort of artsy, pretentious. Yeah. If, if that makes sense. from poetry, I've made those it? words up. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Brilliant. But you you like the doors, I gather. Me? I don't dislike the doors. I don't dislike the doors. I just think no, no. They're, they're, they're held at a quite high yeah. of, of um, status, but no, sure. I, I never really saw it in the doors. No, I'm with you. I've and got... Tom Morrison's a good, good, obviously he's a good lyricist, good poet, but... Well, and not, he's a great front man. And a great front man, but... Yeah. Yeah. See, I, I would even take umbrage at that. I would say, he's, as you say, pretend he's lyrics would just... Oh, break on through to the other side. This yeah, is the end, you know. I, I, I didn't get it. I've got, I've got a, a Doors Greatest Hits album because I felt I, but only on CD. And I have not said to you, get me Doors albums on vinyl. And there's a good reason for that because actually, I agree with Colin. I think you know half a dozen good songs. I, I really like, like my fire. I like Riders on the Storm. They're atmospheric. They've got a good groove about them. And I like the end. But I'm struggling beyond most of those. I always love the end. Anytime I listen to them, I love the end. <laughs> I think we're kind of talking about that from a slightly different angle, Gordon, but I know what you're talking I know where we're going with this. I love but, a bit uh, of Roadhouse yeah. Blues. I love a bit of Roadhouse Blues. Yeah, Roadhouse that's, Blues. Because, that's because I got it on the, I first heard it on the on the Choir oh, album, of course, oh. Pile Driver in 72, where they covered it. And they, they finished their live act with it every 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 year for the last 75 years, I think now. <laughs> um, so that, and then I heard the Doors version after, but it is, it is, it is a great song. As you said, Light My Fire, uh, Hello, I Love You. That was them, wasn't it? Um, uh, break On Through, I don't mind. Don't mind Break On Through, to be honest. You, you um, seem to be talking them up quite well for a band. That are a band I don't like. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think overall, yeah, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be like that probably with a lot of these. Uh, with but I think what you're saying things. is, what you're saying, I think, and and, and I, this I, I kind of come from this angle as well. There's a mythology around them, which they probably don't. Yeah, deserve. deserve. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. I think that. Whereas that's, there's mythology around other bands of that era where you go, yeah, yeah, and it's absolutely deserved because. And 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 I think that's the difference. I think a lot of it was to do with the Lizard King. It was to do with the fact that they were all really good musicians, but. I agree with you. Yeah, I, I, it's it, they're, they're bigger, they're bigger than they should be in yeah, it, the corporate that, mind. That's one of the sort of uh, char- characteristics of being overrated for me is like um, whether they are just better or they think they're better, or and people think they're better, maybe or more important than they actually are. Yeah, in in, yeah. in terms of significance or influence i don't know were there a big big influence on other bands the doors don't know i don't know so that's i've got one each we've done half an hour this this yeah i know we'll we'll speed them up i just had a few messages on the message barbie says she loves the doors uh she has a, a jim morrison tattoo so it's funny i picked the doors 
Uh, Craig has said he agrees about Motorhead. He's also said Spice Girls. Overrated as they are small as, a, as they are a small moment on, in time. Uh, Legacy for girl bands is very positive, but their actual music was uh, a bit pants, I, I guess, is the uh, expression. Was it right. even music? Yeah. Pete. Right. But this is where this is where the cruise missiles start getting in my direction, because uh, my my second massively overrated band is The Who. <laughs> because they basically did... They, Controversies. They, no, right, they did Tommy, which is outstanding, a marvellous piece of work. They did Live at Leeds, an iconic live album. One of the best. And they did Who's Next with Bubba O'Reilly, Won't Get Fooled Again, a standout album. Beyond that, not having it. Townsend's the talent, quite clearly, but flawed. Um, they were sometimes good live. I know they had this big reputation as being a live band. Um, but, I mean, I've got a, a DVD of them live. They're not all that. And um, they're too patchy. And some of their famous songs, I Give You Squeeze Box, are utter dog shit. Oh, awesome. so basically, I like what I like, and I have Live at Hull, which is what Live at Leeds should have been. Um, and I've got Tommy, and I've got Who's Next. Well, I've got, um, yeah, and I've got Who's Next. Um, but that's about it. And I think that they have, because they were one of the very early bands and they were contemporary of the Beatles and the Stones. They have that mythology around them because they were from that era. But of those three big English bands, they are by a massively significant margin, the least deserving of that, in my opinion. And you asked me for my opinion. So Room 101, most of the output of The Who, ka-ching. See, I would say they come uh, uh, quite a far fourth after the kinks if you're going 60s hierarchy you're going to go yeah kinks and then you know so beetle stones kinks who yeah i mean they they did have some really fantastic early singles you know but singles band weren't they yeah yeah that's that's what was the point i was going to make they were basically a single band you see i don't think they were a singles band until tommy stones were a singles singles band but 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 tommy and quadrophenia they're 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 whole works they're all yeah i I think both of the albums are overrated if i'm honest i would rather have their their greatest hits any day of the week than sit through and i love the film quadrophenia but to, to sit through that. No, I, I, I don't like Quadrophenia at all. I, I do. I love Tommy. I still play Tommy a lot, but I, but I didn't. I, Quadrophenia did nothing for me. Right. Uh, well, that's. Well, there you go. Yeah, so, no, yeah. no dissenters on that one. No, Rita said uh, the Doors were totally rated if you were pre-teen in the nineties. Mm. Interesting. Well. My dog's growling, so he must have been a Who fan, actually. Pete's outraged. <laughs> it's has the first he's a, ever done it. Has he got a target on his back? <laughs> yeah, he's got his par- first tail park on. Get down, Hector. <laughs> Hector, down. He's ignoring me. Right. So, 
next. Here we go. You want big guns? You want oh. sacred cows? Oh. Let's just get them. Led Zeppelin. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, what is it built on? I, I regularly have to test play Led Zeppelin albums for your good self, Pete, and many others. They are undeniably popular. First four albums, especially if I have them for sale, they go that day. And God knows why. I mean, musicianship, no, you know, it's not up for debate. Fantastic musicians, you know, seasoned session players, but not an ounce of originality. You know, I've been sued for everybody, you know, for Blind Willie the Lemon McTell Jefferson, whoever you want to call it. Should have been Muddy Waters. Muddy Waters. Should have been Bert Jansh. You know, should have been many other 60s musicians. And I just honestly can't sit through a side in Led Zeppelin. It fries my brain. I just can't, you know, to me it's this strutting macho. Cock rock, baby, I'm going to you know, mow my woman down, blah, blah, blah. And I just <laughs> really just get so... T- Even the, the, the legendary Stairway to Heaven. My God, what a catarwalling... What is it, eight minutes, nine minutes? Something like that. Something like that just never ends. And the lyrics, Tim Morrison would have been embarrassed. <laughs> so, Brilliant. <laughs> it's funny you say about Led Zeppelin. Obviously, uh, I, I like a lot of Led Zeppelin, as, well, as does Pete, as you know. Um, yeah. But I, I, I agree. They, they are... I wouldn't say they're a covers band, but it's almost like a covers band, aren't they? With the with the riffs yeah. and the stuff that have generally been used before. It it is. I, I would try to Google our overrated bands out of curiosity, and I've got a couple of lists here. Um, now, one list was, uh, well, actually, two lists both had Led Zeppelin at number one in the yeah. bands. Oh, um, they're American lists, presumably. Um, yeah, I would have thought they would be. I would have American, American, they're hallowed. They're probably highly rated in America. Yeah, I mean they were. Yeah. They had big singles in the states. Massive, they? yeah, massive. There. Peter Grant didn't want any singles released over here, did he? By Led Zeppelin, no. so they didn't have any singles. They were no. going to be an albums band. Um, but yeah, n- number one, Led Zeppelin. That they had twenty four on the list, uh, and twenty four was rap music in general. So they were 23 points better than rap music, at least. Yeah, well, that's debatable. But And I think the fact that, you know, I, I can never divorce the, the whole sort of aura around about them. And, yeah, you know, even Peter Grant, what a loathsome individual. And mm. if you've ever read Hammer of the Gods and, and all these <laughs> other ones. You see, I don't think he was a loathsome. He was literally the greatest manager. I, we're going to disagree on this. I, they well, are, yeah, they, read, they are, read. The Bill Graham. Have you read Bill Graham's autobiography, the famous New York uh, promoter that had the Fillmore East and the Fillmore West? Uh, I haven't. Read, but I've read when you, giants walk the earth. Yeah, if if you read the the stuff they done and the amount of well, he was I mean, he was a git and he was an absolute. Oh, but that's he why was. he was a fantastic manager. And he employed thugs to just, you know, literally come in and take what they want and and beat people up and maim people. Yeah. So, you still know, part, still part of the legend. Love it. 
Can't agree with you on that one, Gordon. But anyway. Uh, I, I never thought about this. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a good job because I'm continually buying uh, vinyls off you from... Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, I thought... I thought by, by picking that one, my, my contract might have been getting put out to tender. But I decided to go with my convictions. So oh, you should do. And this is all, this is, it's all about convictions. Yeah. Uh, of course, Rita's corrected me. It wasn't the doors she was talking about being totally rated if you're a preteen in the 90s. It was the Spice Girls. Slightly different, but yeah, I, I understand. Yeah, I make that mistake often. <laughs> Very similar. <laughs> Right. Is it me now? Yes. Yeah. Who can we upset now? Who can we upset now? Okay. I've got another band that I, I think are, again, I've liked a few of their songs, probably fewer of these songs than, than some of the other artists that I've got in my list, but I find them mediocre at best on the whole. Uh, and that is a rather rock funky band the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh, they're, yeah. my, they're my number six. Well ah. done. Yeah, good. I, I, I think they would be on everybody's list. I love the quote for Nick Cave uh, that I've seen a few times. Uh, whenever I hear some shit on the radio or I go over and see who it is and it's always the Red Hot Chili Peppers. That sounds like a good quote. Was no fan of them either. Uh, so, yeah. Go on, yeah, Carl, uh, entertain us. Under the Bridge was a great song. Yeah, whole career built up. Exactly, yeah. Uh, what was that 90, 91 time, probably? Um, even even survives having the word Zeppelin in it, does it know? In the course. <laughs> yes. Even I could not man it. Linking, you're linking the two together. Yeah, seamless. 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 seamless is the word. Um, then they, they had a big, what's it, a double album, Stadium Arcadium, which had a few songs on, but like a lot of double albums. Well, maybe Paul Graffiti's theirs as well, isn't it? Should have been a single. No, that was Extreme. Uh, oh, no, hang on. What's the, what's the, um, there's one which is, no, is it? Californication. Californication, that was it. Californication, yeah. Interesting, you your training thought there, Pete, how that came out of your head. Well, Californication and Paul Graffiti are close, aren't they? I mean, you know. What are you thinking about tractors? <laughs> Well, we're not going down the tractor route. No. The tractor porn. Mind you, Gordon's got a growler in the next room, hasn't he? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that one doesn't mean the same thing in England. No. Well, we've had it on the news and we've had it on the news recently with uh, Angela Rayner, of course. Yeah, so it does mean the same thing, right? It okay. probably does, yeah. It, well, although, that's yeah. your best wishy on to my wife. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, red hot chili peppers. I've got it in yeah. there. I've got it out. Um yeah. I yeah, I do a kind of case is a good song actually. By the way, uh not a bad album, but I mean on the whole. A, a lot of these artists, if I think I can grab together and compile a playlist of like the best of and it be an absolute storming album, fair enough, but some like this lot. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able struggling. to. Honest. Well, you could stretch, you could stretch together three or four songs which you can bear listening to, and that's about yeah. as far as it goes. Mm. You'd be struggling to get together a single. <laughs> you think? <laughs> harsh, harsh, but possibly. <laughs> yeah. 
Right, take me away from the peppers then, uh, Pete. Okay, I'm, I'm about to become very, very unpopular with the uh, metal fraternity now. Um, it's funny because I've had this conversation with Simon, who's now obviously is a regular listener, um, and he messaged me yesterday and said, oh, what's the... Because I'd, I'd retweeted the uh, the thing about it being the overrated bands, and he, he, tw- he messaged me and said, I hope to heavens you're having this lot. And I said, don't worry, son, they're already in there. So um, my, uh, my next one is Metallica. I, I thought they were going to be the way you were talking there, yeah. It's Metallica. One standout album, the Black Album. Yeah. Terrific album. Nothing Else Matters, Enter Sandman, The Unforgiven, all, and Wherever I May Roam, all classic tracks of the genre. And one other standout song, Master of Puppets. And then what I have described as a panoply of sonic offal. Fuel. Ooh. Fuel being a prime example of that. They are dreadful, apart from that one album. <laughs> and so, and basically, well, and Lars Ulrich can't play the drums either. Um, so um, there we go. So Metallica, they are my next massively overrated band. Well, they were on my list, actually. Metallica. Good. So we've got, we've got two of the same. We have. <laughs> yeah, I, I find Metallica basic. They seem to be quite. I mean, you might know more than than me on this, of course, because I'm not a, a musician or a singer, uh, really. Um, well, not professionally, anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but <laughs> but Gordon is he's Barry White tonight. Yeah, tonight is. Uh, I find them just sort of. Uh, they're quite quite talented. I mean, probably good musicians, maybe. But I just find them overhyped. Yeah, massively overhyped. Which it's like, you know, Metallica are playing Donington, therefore 100,000 people are going to go and get soaked and sit in the mud to listen to them. And I frankly, I'd run a million miles to avoid it. And their vinyl goes for astronomical amounts, especially first pressings. Really does. Mm. Kind of get is, that, is that because by the time they'd really started making a name for us themselves, CD had taken over, so it was a lot yeah. less time stuff. Like, that's the same with most of that stuff for that era. Small, small, limited runs, you know. Yeah. But I mean, I've got the Black Album. I play it, you know, occasionally. It's a good album, but that is literally the top and bottom of it, plus Master of Puppets. Yeah. Uh, I, can't add, I, can't add more. I can't add more. No, no. So, right. Gordon, you're, you're number three. Okay, right. I had, I had two sacred cows here who are very similar in sort of uh, idiosyncratic outputs, you could say. And the one that I didn't pick, who just stayed off the list because he's maybe his earlier work with a seminal band. But Again, his solo stuff, I think, was quite overrated, but he did have enough tunes to just keep his head above the water was lurid, right? Okay. So okay. He, did, he didn't make it. He was he was close. He was real, because I do think there's a whole lurid cult, uh, which, you know, some of the albums, I mean, if you're releasing stuff like Berlin and Metal Machine Music and things like that. Uh, anyway, but we're not talking about him, so I'm going to go down. Somebody who, who I have two or three of his albums, and when he's good, he's very good. But my God, you can drone on, and I'm going to go with Neil Young. Oh, over the yeah, in Twitter land, he's a sacred cow, and he's the sacred cow, sacred cow, sacred cows worship <laughs> at a, at a portrait in Neil Young. But as I say, I mean, you're going to take your harvests, 
After the Gold Rush, you know, Rust Never Sleeps. Great, great albums, but, you know, there's so many other ones. He's had a lot, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. I, and I can't disagree with you. I, 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 I love Neil Young, mm. uh, but there is a huge trunch of stuff from yeah. the mid-'80s through till very recently, which... I would if yeah. I owned it. I would never listen to. Well, so, I think he, I think he's one of these guys, Pete, who could have done with a wee bit of judicious pruning and editing, and somebody strong enough to say, "Really, you're putting that out?" Because he's such, you, you know, I mean, you become a maverick, right? So you just do what you want. And I mean, he's the only he person. Does that when he, he does that when he plays live, Gordon. I've seen him play yeah. live twice: once yeah. at Hammersmith and when once um, in Birmingham a few years ago. I went with my son. And yeah. basically, he just played what he wanted. And, you know, it, it, it wasn't a question of, I've gone to listen to Neil Young play the stuff I want to listen yeah, to. Yeah, you're not going to hear Harley Gold if he doesn't no feel like it. Yeah. 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 yeah, absolutely. Well, that, that's my whole point. He's, he's that obtuse. He's the only man in history who's been sued by a record company for making an album that didn't sound like him while he made it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Get, get your head around that. Hmm? Trends. Yeah, the, the one that David Geffen sued him for because it wasn't a Neil Young album. But the whole point of a Neil Young album is it could be anything. But so I read I, this really. I've got. I've, I read his autobiography or his biography, and it's, it's this massive, great tome called um, Shaky. And Shaky, like, I read it. Right. Okay. So when you read that book, I mean, he really is a one-off, isn't he? But I, I listen. I remember listening to an interview with him not not long after he after that book came out, where. I can't remember whether it was on, it might have been on Radio 1. I don't know what it was on. But anyway, he said he'd got 900 songs unrecorded. Good. I wish it had been, <laughs> I wish it had been 2,000. <laughs> but, I mean, but, I mean, can you just kind of put that into context? Yeah. 900 unrecorded songs. Yeah. Go, well, <laughs> can you imagine? Pete, Pete I myself have 1,400 because they're all rubbish and nobody wants to hear them. <laughs> That's the whole point. That's and he, even so, he's he's, uh, he's only one of the few people that when I read the book, I actually came out disliking him a lot more than I said before. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I, I felt the same. And and, and and I say that as a massive new album. So what was his last good album then? What was his last really good album? Oh, I, I would probably say the... Oh, what was the, the, the country one? The country one where he's walking towards the barn. Oh, prairie something, prairie wind. Or? Is it no? Is it always? Is it always no, something? I can't, I can't I, I'm terrible with, with things, but that was really good, and it was it was really sort of melodic and country and things like that, and I liked that. But well, yeah. I, 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 Russ never sleeps in American stars and bars, and then beyond that, it kind of all went a bit down. Well, he, even he's, he's he's the only man that I know that's made. An album, but possibly Hall and Oates have done it as well. Where one side of it you play it and it's absolutely tremendous, and the other side is unlistenable. Uh, and again, I'm wrong with the titles, but I think it's Hawks and Doves. Ah, uh, yeah, no, you know you're right. Yeah, that's awful. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't a fan. No, there's one, one side that's great. I like Abandoned Luncheonette, which is, you know, one side that's the best album you'll ever hear, and the other side's like, oh, what happened there? It was really uh, interesting because there was a Twitter poll this just this last week about your, your top three Neil Young albums, and pretty well everybody chose the same three. 
So on yeah. the pitch, tonight's the night and yeah. harvest. They were all Zuma. Yeah, and I would also put in uh, uh, everybody. Uh, everybody knows what Someone else, yeah. Uh, yeah, the first one. Not the first one, the second one. Uh, but everybody knows this is nowhere. Everybody knows this is nowhere. Yeah, that's that's the the one which I think is pretty good as well. But and again, then you've got to add in Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and the horrific, you know, atrocities that have been committed to vinyl by, by them as well. On right, Deja Vu, you, you, you would give a listen to every now and again. But I love Deja Vu. It's one of my favourite. Yeah, ah, it's a good album. Yeah, but. Some of the other stuff, just geez. Oh, I'm sure so, you've said that before, Pete. Eh? What that, you like the day? Uh, the, uh, did the- <laughs> Very good. Well done, Colin. Go to supper the class. There you go. <laughs> right, I, so I like the Neil Young, Young album. <laughs> Talking of Neil Young, before we move on to somebody else, uh, he did a decent album. He's probably listed a bunch of covers actually. Um, with Jack White in of the White Stripes in 20, 2014. It's called A Letter Home. All right. Which he just recorded in um, um, a refurbished voiceograph vinyl recording booth at um, Jack White's his Third Man Records um, recording studio in Nashville. And he does things like um, Early Morning Rain, a cover of that with the Gordon Lightfoot, the Gordon Lightfoot song, amongst others. Um, I'm looking it up now, see whether there are any other songs that I can think. On the Road Again, yeah, if you could read my mind as well. Um, Bruce Springsteen's My Hometown. Uh, Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. I mean, they're, they're good. It's just him and... Well, Dylan, and Dylan's Blowing in the Wind, he played when I saw him live in Birmingham. So that must And that must have been about 2014. That's so probably that, from that then. Yeah, yeah. It was called, it was called that. A Letter it Home. It was a really good version. I've seen him murdering all along the Watchtower as well. Tell <laughs> Guitar solos, you can go and make your tea in the middle of you know, and, and just come back and you're still doing them. Plus, I feel things, he has, he has an offensive haircut. Them, one of the things about Neil Young and particularly Crazy Horse is that they, you know, the whole Crazy Horse thing is that they're never ever together as a band. They're all over the bloody shop. And sometimes if they're having a bad night, you've got no idea who's playing what and some of them stop and the others don't. I mean, they're chaotic and it's kind of part of their charm. But... Um, yeah, Gordon, anyway, Gordon can you can you say the word murder again? It's it's very sort of stereotypical Scots. Uh, there's been murder. a murder. There's been a murder. There's been a murder. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Um, right, Neil Young. Uh, well, I had Metallica as my third one. Does that mean it's me? Back to yeah, you again, Pete. Yeah. Back to you, Pete. Yeah. No, no, you here. do. No, you do your next one, and then we'll. You need, got, uh, you need to have a reserve. Oh, I've got I've got a few on reserve. I've got a few in reserve here. Um, okay, sticking with the rock then, obviously. Um, another band I think were more hype and gimmick than than talent. Um, I think by their own admission, they were probably just in it for the money anyway. And this is probably a bit of a giveaway. It's the makeup that I don't get. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. Just a cartoon band, but really, yeah. Yeah, there are you know, a few standout songs, but that's a, that's about it. Well, I thought their best song was a disco song. Yeah, Detroit Rocks. Um, Detroit Rocks. Oh, no, 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 I was made for loving you. Made for loving you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that yeah. was when he was. That was that when he was going out with um, with Diana Ross at the time, wasn't it? Was it? Yeah, I think they were a couple. Gene Simmons, yeah. 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 I think he's only had one or two girlfriends right enough, isn't he? 
<laughs> no, no, I do. I suspect there might have been a few. He's, he's, yeah. he's a famous Lothario, was my, my rather coarse sort of uh, uh, joke there. Yeah, apparently he's in excess of 2,000 women have had his attentions with so or without that, makeup. Is that, more, is that more or less than Mick Jagger? There's, there's, a, there's a challenge to go for. Mm. Yeah. So, um, Kiss were the kind of centrepiece band of that um, that uh, stage show and the, it was made into a film with Tom Cruise and um, Catherine Zeta-Jones and uh, Russell Brand. What was it? The uh, rock... What was it? It's the one about um, how the town is being polluted by uh, by rock music, and uh, Kiss were the uh, band that all the kids wanted to go and see. I can't remember what the name of the thing was now. What it's it sounds like a heavy metal Kenny Flash dance, isn't it? It sounds a horrific movie. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that's exactly what it was. It was indeed a heavy metal flash dance. I just can't remember what the film thing was. It was, was indeed a horrific movie. Yes, maybe. No, I can't. Maybe wait, someone wait, will remember it wait, wait, on, just, on the message board here. Just to digress, a, a possible show should be worst ever music-based movies. <laughs> well, you know what I mean? Because then you've, you've got some crackers on there. I can think of one off the top of my head, actually. I can think of several. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can even have best best and worst. So it's no odd, just negative. So your three best music-based movies, the worst. Anyway. So Kiss, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, kiss. Okay, so uh, Pete, on to you again. Okay, well, I'm just about to upset the rock fraternity again because I am going with the I never understood this band at all and I really don't understand what the hype is all about. And that is Aerosmith. Ooh. I have got two greatest hits. Com- I've got two greatest hits compilations, um, both of which have got some good songs on. Um, but half of the rest of the quote-unquote greatest hits are not really very good at all. And I don't own a single one of their albums, and I can't imagine any scenario where I'd want to. Because when you take out Sweet Emotion, Same Old Song and Dance, Back in the Saddle, Draw the Line, Janie's Got a Gun and Loving an Elevator, that's pretty well it. It's a short album's worth. And Dude Walks Like a Lady and Walk This Way are just horrifically overrated. Why did people buy them and why did they get in the charts? They're well, just a bit crap. Nobody bought Walk This Way until Run DMC just turned it into yeah. an act to your genius. No, exactly. Yeah. And when you hear their version, you're like, oh, when's Run DMC coming in? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, so I just, I, I, remember, I remember going to the Reading Festival. I think it was, it was probably 78. And um, the uh, it must have been the record company were dishing out singles. And so I got Draw the Line, which was the single, wh- whichever year that was. Um, and we all got, you know, they were just tossing them out into the crowd. And I got a copy and took it home and played it and thought, well, that's all right. And then it kind of never got any better, really. So, yeah. I, I love how you subtly changed the meaning of one of their big hits there and, and made it into Dude Walks Like a Lady, which... <laughs> Which I always yeah. seen it as dude looks like a lady. It is. But maybe I'm stuck it I, with walk this way. I, basically yeah. it's crap whichever way you look at it. Yeah. Words I'll I'll give you that, Pete. But just it conjured up a far better picture, I thought, you know, uh, the guy well, struck the bit. It would. <laughs> so you've improved that for me tonight. <laughs> 
Well done. It's been improved. It had never well been done. recorded. But <laughs> I think they've had a few good. Rocks was a good album. I thought Toys in the Attic was a good album. Now you see, Wyatt loves Toys in the Attic, and I always go, why? This weighs on it for a start. Well, exactly. I rest my I rest my case. What I'm else was in Toys in the Attic? Other songs. Toys in the Attic, yeah. Other songs. His case has been rested. Sweet Emotion was on there. You like Yeah, that? Sweet Emotion's okay. That was on my list of the six things that are all right. Okay, but two I of them. Make, are on, uh, I could make a short two of them out. Are on that. that that's a forensic dissembling of his, his argument there, Pete. Forensic. It was like watching a young barrister at the old belly there. <laughs> they, they had a rather saucy song about a big 10 inch record or something. That was on that album as well, wasn't it? Sure, it was. Yeah, your big 10 inch. I'm sure that was on Toys in the Attic. Best thing, anyway, I, the I best thing like, about Aerosmith is um, Jim Morrison is, is Liv Tyler. Liv Tyler <laughs> she, yeah, she, yeah. Was, she was nothing to do with Aerosmith, anyway. Well, only vaguely. So, moving on, yes, moving on, then. room 101, Aerosmith. Aerosmith, it's getting busy that room. Okay. Right, uh, my next one is again uh, being a street and hip and cool young trendy thing in the late 70s, early 80s. And I remember rushing out to buy this album and playing it, and I really enjoyed it to this day. I still enjoy it. And then the follow up came out only about a year later, and I rushed it, rushed out and bought it. And I thought I'd put the first album back on again. Uh, I thought, all right, give him the benefit of the doubt. And then the third album came out, and it was even worse than the second. And since then, they've went huge, huge with these stadium anthems and the the lead singer planting flags all over the place and generally trying to solve the world's ills while having a really bad mullet. So as you probably guessed, yeah. my... Uh, you two, you two, uh, and as I say, boy was when it came out. The guitar work for the edge was superb. It was a, it was a sound that nobody had. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's so many bands then had just sounds that were, were, were inventing them. Obviously, Joy Division, nobody sounded like them. Nobody sounded like you two, but then you two just kept on sounding like you two. And I mean, they have had, they have the the the, the Joshua Tree and um, you know, great buy. singles. You know, Streets Have No Name. Angel with Harlem is an absolutely fantastic song. But I think the Nadar came when they dropped that big pile of horse shit on my iPad without my uh, express <laughs> permission. And me, me like five, other, five million other iPad owners, spent hours trying to get it taken off your music. And still to this day, it's on there like some big floating Mr. Whippy you know, just rising to the top in my music. <laughs> so, <laughs> did we have this conversation last week, Colin, about you two? You were talking about you two. You, yeah, you were, what were you talking I, about last week? Protest songs. We did protest Sunday songs. Yeah, because I chose yeah. Sunday Bloody Sunday as a protest. Yeah. But they did. They, they went for the whole. I mean, I think there's only two bands that really unashamedly went for the stadium sort of rock thing. Uh, and grabbed it with both hands, and I would say it would be you two and Simple Minds, and both, you know, stripped herself of all the vestiges of what made them really unique in the first place in the process, and just became these huge sort of stadium bands. It's a shame because you, both of them, 
had really distinctive simple minds first it, album simple minds you know, yeah i've got, I've got uh, live in the city of life great album yeah but, but, album. but life in a day again really was you know had these really excellent sort of european beats mm. that was and i think they were coming out of a bunch of uh, screwballs for glasgow was was even more astonishing but the two of them as i say couldn't wait to sort of you know get to that stadium place fair play you know it was set for life but so much more promising but they could have been if they just went a wee bit you know and they have come by and they've had things like fly and that that was interesting but then geez there's an awful lot of stuff they wade through with the rest of it so no, 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 no. We, I mean, we had we did have this conversation last week, and I, I kind of agree with you on you too. Except, uh, I really like their early stuff, and then after Rattle and Hum, I think it then just became really. But so I think Rattle and Hum was the last good thing they did, um, and then you know the stuff before that. I I, I I totally get what you mean about them sounding the same, and it, you know you kind of go, well, that's the same as that, and that's the same as that. But it, it kind of I like some of the words, and like, but but beyond Rattle and Hum, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's a shame because, as I say, that October was a, was an awful disappointment. I've never. It's one of the follow ups that you just thought, oh, and I don't. I think there was even only one minor hit in it. Uh, October, I don't think it done very well at all. And folk forget that they were kind of you know teetering into, into yesterday's men's territory, and then they just you know went huge in America and never looked back. And they did boy and the unforgettable fire and. Um uh, the Joshua Tree and Rattle and Hum, and then that was it. But I think the thing uh, that and baby wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah right. I think most of the interesting stuff was when they had Eno at the at the controls. Yes. You know, yeah. Uh, well, he's he a, a, a conduit for for them doing something a wee bit interesting, and it was admirable that they they wanted to go there. But see, I think when they're left to their own devices, the you know, and he's a dreadful singer. I'm sorry, but he is. He's just got that, you know, one shouting as passion sort of voice. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah um, I, I, listen, I, I totally agree. That's why he didn't make it anywhere in my list of uh, the uh, great rock frontmen that we did a few months ago. No. Tough crowd, tough crowd, all of this. Yeah, sorry, Bono. No, no, really. Yeah, even the, well, even the edge, I don't think it's, I mean, they, they, Found a little niche. His guitar, this sort of jingling, yeah. jing, dangling guitar. Well, it's basically, yeah. basically it's sound. just arpeggios for the entire. And that's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's nothing spectacular. Um, I could have put them in quite easily. You two. I mean, there, there are a number of bands of that ilk that are so big uh, that you, does that make them overrated? I don't know. I'm oh, just more know. intrigued with, with Pete's uh, comment that they, they just played arpeggios. Is, is that a pub in Dublin or something? I have no idea what that is. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, you can't, it is a pub in, it's a pub in Dublin. You can't be introducing get, get news, Austin, news Get Austin here. on to explain arpeggios. Aye. I, I, life's too short. Anyway, yeah, this is the way he plays the guitar. Yeah. Right. What you got, Cole? What, is it me? Okay. Yes. Um, right, again, I've got... I get very little to say about this other than the fact that I think they're a very good live band, I'm told. Um, Muse, never done it for me. Uh, yeah. You'd have a lot of people agreeing with you. Uh, yeah. I, I, 
again, a few, a few songs, nothing, nothing out of this. Work. I, I quite like a really slow, uh, I'm trying to think of the guy who sings, uh, Matt Bellamy uh, sings on a very early, I might even their first album called Unintended, but without all the sort of organ and the, the backing and the, the sound, the muse sound that they have. No, I just found, I just find them just a bit drab, to be honest. And I've never really seen the appeal. I, I can probably think about two songs that that I could, you know, say, yeah, I quite like those. My son Nick, the one who's the good guitarist and uh, you know is a, a a pretty pretty good musician all round. Um, he would basically say that Muse was responsible for the death of <laughs> death of music. He really, he really isn't a fan. That's a, that's a big claim. You know. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, you know, in, in one of his uh, kind of being slightly ironic and amused moments, but uh, yeah, there's um, a lot of people think the same way. I think Muse is one of the actually, bands for that era that's just passed me by, like Muse mm. and Elbow and Mumford and Son. You know what I mean? They just nothing yeah, lingers. I've written a bunch of albums, sort of 2000, this century uh, artists probably like. Coldplay, Elbow, yeah, uh, Mumford and Sons, as you said, who I quite like a few of their songs actually, but they do sort of, as you say, they do sort of come and go, them. come and go, yeah, no great impression. Well, that's my argument about Mozart. It's kind of lift music, you know, it's there in the background and it kind of drifts in one ear and out the other, and you go, oh, that was all right, but actually, it was nothing that made you go, wow. If you look at a Muse uh, concert, uh, I mean, it does look like it's, you know, it's a good gig Mm. Um, in the same way as Coldplay, actually, which aren't on my list, but could quite easily be be understood if it were on the list, only because they're the sort of biggest band around, aren't they? And I think the biggest bands around are often considered to be. Yeah. Well, that's that's my long held theory that the. uh, to, to get that level of success, you have got to bland out to a certain degree where to get mm. mass acceptance. And that's fair enough, you know. And I think everybody quite liked their first album called Play, but... Yep, Parachutes. Geez. I think their first three albums, I reckon I could definitely get a a, a, a best of, if you like, of... Admittedly, they'd all be from their first three albums, probably maybe the odd one from fourth. But apart from that, they've just gone a bit mad. Para, 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 paradise in that. No, that's on a latter, a latter album. I mean, they've just gone a little bit, they've gone a little bit contemporary and they've gone a bit bland and they sort of merge with all the other music that's around nowadays. All these little sparkly music. I just don't get it. Yeah, just having on a piano, I'm going to get bass guitar and a guitar and drums. That will do me. You like, know what I mean? Yellow. These bands as well, is they get to massive stadium filling status and apart from it, one person in the band, usually the singer, nobody could give you a name at any other musician. Now, probably probably the three years could tell you every member of Slade, Sweet, do you know, anything. I could probably even do Mud. It's but, probably our age. Yeah, but what I'm saying is that they just seem to just have no personality. The band well, itself, that, other than the front. Absolutely, I think that's exactly the case. The issue is they don't have the personality. They yeah. just they just dis- they just disappear into churning out stuff which people will buy. But you see, I mean, I put Bon Jovi into that as well. You know, they're they're a, they're another band who sold out to being a stadium rock band, 
but you can count the fingers of one hand the number of really decent songs that they've got. Yeah. And, you, know, you take um, you take um, uh, Bon Jovi and Richie Sambora out of it, and who the hell else played? Yeah. And no idea. I, what I always find amazing about them is if you speak to John Bon Jovi, his list the idols are all really interesting. You know, he's two big idols as Springsteen and Tom Waits. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Surely some of that originality would have <laughs> would have worn off. Would have just came to the surface a wee bit. But no, it's just this generic kind of, you know, poodle rock. Yeah. Uh, I, I, it's back to the word personality again, you know. Even with some of the stuff in the 80s, you didn't necessarily didn't like it, Duran Duran, but you can still probably name every person in Duran Duran, you know, because... They were the same surname for a start, didn't they? Yeah, well, that's it makes it easier, right? Enough. But I, I think there's just been a gradual blending and... I don't know if it's because the way the media does and everything's just five minutes, you know, blanket coverage and then we move on. Yeah. You know, well, the, world has, the world has blended out and become generic, I think. There isn't that creativity that there was. There's not that rush of creativity. But I feel sorry for them because it must be hard. When you, yeah, when you, be. you see what was done in the 60s, 70s and 80s, there's not a lot of good tunes left to discover. I don't know, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. You say that about personality. I, I agree. The world has become Coldplay, basically. That's what you're saying, Pete, yeah? Yeah. Yes. No, I, I agree the with Coldplay. Yeah, the world has become Coldplay. Yeah. But it, it's it, a personality. In yeah. Coldplay, for example, I think Johnny Buckland is a name. You mentioned names in Coldplay. I think that's a name. I might, it might be him. Or is he in radio here? I'll get confused. Um, but I think he's in Coldplay. Well, the, I, therefore, Record and I would rest our case. <laughs> Yeah. Well, yeah, okay, fair enough. But the one with a personality, I think there's any denying of this, is Chris Martin. And yet Chris Martin is the one that's ridiculed and dissed all of the time. And that's one of the main reasons that people don't like Coldplay, because they think Chris Martin's a bit of a dick, basically. Mm. Yeah. It's odd. It's odd. Um, But I mentioned one there in passing, but Radiohead. See, that's another yeah, band. They hold I don't know any of you got them on the list. I haven't got him on my list, actually. But I, I don't know enough about them. Two or three, yeah, for me, two or three good albums, but then yeah, there's been nothing. And they are like what I would say, in my opinion, like these cult bands that, in other words, people just like them, buy them, purely because it's by them, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only reason they're successful. But they've actually, always had that. They're not that, that type. No, and I think possibly the equivalent, and people maybe uh, disagree with me here, but I would say your sixties equivalent would have been the Doors, and your eighties equivalent would have been the Cult. Do you know what maybe, I mean? Yeah. So mm. it was just the the Cult, if you like, of the band was was what people bought into. Yeah. Uh, and and to some degree, although I think they were much better, Joy Division would be that as well, you know, because there's some of Joy Division stuff. I'm sorry, I mean, I love I love some of it, but other stuff is just like, wow, okay, let's get oh, this over. They were on my list. See that that general. Uh, maybe they didn't get the six list. Actually, maybe they went to seven. I don't know. But Joy Division again, another one of those that is, it's quite sort of you know cool to like. Yeah. Them. But again, I don't, and the same with New Order. Really, I don't. There's nothing really spectacular about that. And that Blue Monday thing just bores me to tears, to be perfectly honest. Mm-hmm. Um, going on for about 15 minutes or whatever it is. But yeah, Joy Division and uh, New Order. But you now we 
We've covered an awful lot of bands in that debate. So who was yeah. your actual band that you had? We talked to me. It yeah, was Muse. It was, yeah. it was Muse, right? So Muse. we got all the rest we got to from Muse, didn't we? Right. We yeah. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so Pete, over to you then. Well, this is the last of my um, massively overrated rock bands, and Austin probably will never speak to me as a result of me now throwing this one into the loop. Uh, oh, but I am going with um, I'm going with Thin Lizzy. I was going to say, I bet you're going to oh. say. Oh, I'm going with Thin Lizzy. Who? I, I was swearing you were going to see uh, uh, Leonard Skinner there. No, I love Leonard Skinner <laughs> too. I know. But, but Gordon knows that core of my being they are there with uh led zeppelin so let's not go there no thin lizzy so basically really iconic version of whiskey in the jar which metallica also did murdered murdered um or however it is you say it. and then and then that you know a really good album jailbreak title track boys are back in town don't believe a word yeah dancing yeah. in the moonlight quite a good single yeah fun do anything you want to do, sing along rocker. Ludicrously, ludicrously overrated live album. I mean, basically, it isn't a live album. It's a load of live tracks nailed together to make it sound like a live album. It's shite. And um, I, 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 you know, I don't dis... And again, it's this thing about I've got Thin Lizzy stuff. I've got Thin Lizzy Greatest Hits album. Um, they're okay. And, you know, they sold a... Well, it's 30 odd million records so a lot of people must have liked them but they just I just think they've got a mystique and an aura around them which they just don't deserve um, because in the big pantheon of great rock music that gets listened to in 200 years time they ain't going to be there um, so sorry Thin Lizzy boom room 101 room 101 again I would only the only one I would have argued for their catalogue was I thought the Black Rose was a great album. Okay. Right. Gordon. What, how many are we on here by the way? Well that, oh. I've done five so I've got one more to go. Yeah. All right, so, okay. Yeah, so I've five, only right. got one more of the six, so you've probably got a couple more, Gordon. Right. Uh, well, I was actually just, I'm, I'm not going to do them now because you just briefly touched on them, but I, I, I echo your sentiments with, with New Order. Never oh, got right, them. okay. Yeah, and everything's gone green and ceremony and things like that. I just passing me by. Blue Monday again. Okay, right, I see the idea there. Good, but no. So I'm going to go with another uh, Take the Cow and again, maybe look away, Pete, but Pink Floyd. So, uh, I've really... Got worse, I've got words to say on the subject of Pink Floyd. Right, okay. Yeah. Right. And that sounded like it was going to be a legal edict or no, something. No, 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 not at all, not at all. No, we're all good. Either I was going to have a letter for his lawyer in the morning or a glove no, slapped across no, my face there. No, not at all. I demand satisfaction, sir. Uh, I just again, I mean, the, the Sid Barrett Floyd, yeah, lovely. Can you know, I can I can play a wee bit of that, but as a man who has to test play both Dark Side of the Moon and the Wall on a regular basis, just I mean, there are bits of Dark Side of the Moon that I can listen to. Uh, you know, is it Shine on You, Crazy Diamond? Is that on that? So I wish you were here. I think yeah. So wish you were here. Yeah, I can, I, I can take the odd one in that, but. On the whole, 
it's just a wee bit. I love, I love Dave Gilmore, and I love his guitar, and I love his guitar work on other things, you know, especially Kate Bush. Pete. But yeah, um, she's fantastic, of course. <laughs> <laughs> this, this needle there, there's genuine needle in that there. Bloody uh, nails down a blackboard, dreadful. <laughs> Sorry, I had to get ready. But uh, as I say, they just, you know, stuff like money and things like that, and the one that's just is it breathing. Uh, breathe, yeah. yeah breathe, breathe. Sorry, it just doesn't move. I suppose you have to be looking for certain things in it. And I mean, I know every time I get a Pink Floyd record in my box at a record fair, it's jumping right out. Mm. You know, the you know, and it's it doesn't matter. It can be any of them: Atom Heart, Mother, Amagama, Meadow. You name it, it will go. So they are much loved. I well, you got two copies of Medal into me. In, in fact. I know. Guess <laughs> the point. Although it's on it's its way to Simon, so you know that's they were all good with that. I'm glad that you've shared the the love <laughs> uh, with Simon, but it, 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 it's just and I think the whole Roger Waters thing is a wee bit. I think well, he's a horrible person as well. No, right. So this is so the, uh, this is the bit where I agree with you. So when I the, Colin knows, we have this big joke about I've seen everybody live. I haven't, but um, the big band I really wished I'd seen live was was Floyd in their pomp. But uh-huh. I, when I was when I was growing up with all that stuff, and being the oldest in the room, obviously I can say this. Um, when I was growing up with all of that stuff, Pink Floyd was the band that I didn't really like. So, oh. so Yes and Tull and all that lot, all the big prog bands, Camel, all that lot, Caravan loved it. And Floyd, I always thought were a bit arty, pretentious, mm-hmm. and. I didn't buy Dark Side of the Moon until way into the 1980s when I got it on CD. But the thing, but the but the thing that made me get go back to Floyd and start listening to him was I got given a copy of Pulse, the live album from 90 whatever it was, um, and that is absolutely brilliant. It's a superb live album and. Uh, Dave Gilmore's guitar on it is just brilliant. And I kind of then revisited Floyd and got into them, quote, unquote, I don't really like that term, but you know what I mean, uh, way after the event. So now the stuff that I'm buying off of you, I'm back buying stuff. But it's really, it's metal through to Wish You Were Here and Dark Side of the Moon and then the latter stuff. I think the wall is very, very patchy indeed. Um, very patchy. I'd, I'd, you know, if if I get a copy cheap, I'll have it for the collection. But it's not something that will get played often. Um, and I agree with you. Roger Waters is that absolute dick. And I don't know how the rest of them put up with him. To be honest, um, he's not a yeah. nice person. He comes across as being someone. If you met him, you just want to slap. Yeah, you wouldn't go. You go for a pint with Dave Gilmore, but you wouldn't go for oh. a pint. And you would with, well, you would with um, Nick Mason. Nick Mason. I've, I've sat yeah. to Nick Mason at the Silverstone Classic. He's a lovely fella. But, um, you know, no. Yeah. I, I, so I understand. I understand what you mean about, about Floyd. Roger, yeah. I, I can call him that. Um, speaks very highly of you, I'm told, though, Pete. So, uh, yeah, everybody does. You should bear that in mind. I, I can't help but feeling that you are so appalled by my... 
the thought of me trashing Floyd there that it just turned into a testament to them, Pete. And it no, just no, 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 it, no, it defeated no, no, your purpose. Seriously, no, seriously, not at all. I absolutely I absolutely understand why you say it, and a lot of people would agree with you, and I would have done even 10 years ago. I think a part of it for me is historic because when I was a, a, a little snot-nosed high school kid and uh, Bonnybridge in the seventies. That there was basically two sides, and it was you know the prefects had the the Floyd albums and the Zep albums, <clears throat> and the rest of us had you know Eddie and the Hot Rods or you know the Curzon Flyers or something like that. I was never hip enough to have see all these people that had the Patty Smith and television and things like that. You know they were they were at the top table. I was more Eddie and the Hot Rods, Curzon Flyers, and Yellow Dog. So, but the Floyd were pretty much the, you know, they were the established enemy kicking over the pricks, as it were. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't listen to them until I had to actually, for, you know, a, a record sort of cleaning point of view, just test play stuff. And I never at any point thought, then mm, I went, I'm, I missed that. So. Yeah, I, I, I totally understand it. Absolutely understand it. And there's a lot of their stuff that I don't like. I mean, we we talked about, um, the the stuff, the best and worst albums from the big British bands and animals. I absolutely hate. I think it's junk. So you know, it's um, you know. It's interesting. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned it was arty and pretentious. I think with Freud, but I mean, what genuine question? Because I've often just considered <laughs> prog rock as a whole a little bit arty and pretentious. What what's more pretentious about Pink Floyd than some of these other bands? Who are you asking? Pete. You're yeah, the prop man. Okay. I, the I, th- man. I like think... Yes, for example. Well, okay. The reason I love Yes is because they're absolutely standout musicians, absolutely the top of their game. And because I was brought up by my dad listening to classical music and deconstructing music and listening to all the parts, then when I listen to stuff like that and Focus and, and bands of that nature... I just I list, I just listen to all the different parts of the music and see how it's constructed and put together into a, a musical work. And I've never been a fan particularly of songs. So that's why I that's why I like that that kind of you know, that's why I got into that. But with Floyd, I I think that that there was there was this element of of wanting to be not wanting to be seen to be pretentious, but I don't know. Maybe it was Floyd fans. Maybe it was Floyd fans. But, but I know the argument that they weren't, in fact, you know, that great musicians. I, I've heard tales of early Floyd shows being, you know, when Sid Barrett was still with them, quite chaotic, the happenings in London and that, where they were just basically droning on for like maybe seven hours at a time. And there wasn't really a high, high skill level of musicianship to it. So possibly they just weren't that good, but then they just had delusions of adequacy you could say you know and, and maybe. Maybe. They, they, because I, I don't think that, that as you say like a Rick Wakeman level virtuoso although Gilmore I think became obviously a, a really accomplished yeah. guitar player but yeah, absolutely I've never heard anything else that I thought was dazzling you know music wise with him no and, and and you know Rick Wakeman is the is the one to quote because I mean he could he could play classical anything anywhere in any company and hold his head up. I mean, the guy's a genius. Oh, so, nice. You know, so it's, um, 
Yeah. All nice wearing a cape. Yes, indeed. <laughs> top man, top man, love him. And a brilliant raconteur. Well, just a wee side thing with there, as, as you may have, as we talked about earlier, I, I did, I did, uh, was testing out my new LP12 last night yeah. and my, my mate was over and was enjoying it and the one album he wanted to put on was Hunky Dory. All right. And the one thing that both leapt out and us that we hadn't really noticed before was just how good Wakeman's piano parts were and That's some of the true. unheralded songs, you know. Yeah. And it was absolutely amazing. But I actually came away with a whole new sort of respect from the the stuff that he was doing. I just never heard it before. But <laughs> this turntable being so good, well, you listen to uh, get hold of uh, something like "Songs from the Witchwood" by the Straubs, which is a great album in its own right. But his piano on that is fantastic. Yeah, I actually preferred him with Bowie than you know. Everybody goes on about, you know, Garson and on and on that. And I think Nicky Hopkins played piano for Bowie as well, but I always liked I thought I think Waitman understood his stuff really yeah, well and, and embroidered it well. And I you think know? that's that's what a musical genius does. He's he is so good he can turn his hand to anything. He wanted to uh he asked him to join the spiders from Mars, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. But he, he turned it down. No wizard cape for him. No. no. He's, he's, he looks much better with his wizard coat. Anyway, there we go. Right, yeah, so we've got, I think we've got one each left then, yeah? We have. Yeah. And we'll, we'll go on, Pete. Well, no, no, because Gordon just did Floyd, so it must be you next, and sure. I'll the last one. Yeah, but I've got, I've got a few. So I think, oh, well, I can, I can, okay, I've got a couple here that I, I considered having. Now, strangely, they're names of bands with four letters, only one of the letters is different between the two named bands. There's a quiz question for you. Oh, there you go. <laughs> right. And, and, and not, I'm uh, not picking. I'm not. I, I, okay. I, I'm going to go with one. And do you tell me if I'm right? Rush and yes. Bush. Correct. Yay! Rush, Rush and Bush. You are good, but, but they're not. Well, especially Bush, actually. <laughs> Right. Um, that had more success in the states, I think, than it did here. Um, not not a fan of Bush whatsoever. I couldn't really see what. <laughs> um, but um, I think Gordon's gone down another route there when I was yeah. talking about that. Um, <laughs> yeah, Gordon, please. But Rush, yeah, Rush, Rush again, very talented, great drumming, um, and the good good vocals were a bit bit a bit screechy, I guess at times. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I can't. I can't really think of getting a bunch of songs by Rush that I'd like. No, no. I'm not going for either of those two. I could have done, and there's a few others I've got a list as well. So maybe I'll briefly come on to the end if we've got enough time. Um, this is a band. It's not a rock band, but it's a band that I've considered pretty boring, certainly since their debut album had a bunch of hits. Number ones, probably actually, maybe a couple of number ones. One was a cover. In fact, they were both covers. I think the number ones. One was a cover of a Neil Diamond song, which is called Red Red Wine. Red Red Wine, yeah. Tony, yeah. Tony. Yeah. Subliminal, sublime, sublime, sublime first album. And then the trajectory was. Absolutely. And it just came a bland sort of reggae sound. And they, and, and this is strange coming from a status quo fan, of course, but they just all sound the same to me. 
It's a shame because you know uh, signing off was. That was, was a good album. I still, yeah, I still play it to this day. But food for thought. Uh, was it? That's on there, wasn't it? Yeah, food for oh, thought. Yeah, King. Yeah, King. Uh, although I used to sing. Uh, what was the one that was uh, started off? Ivory Madonna. You know that one. And I was convinced for about fourteen years that it was <laughs> the first line was "I'm a prima donna." Oh, right, I still think right, that yeah. works. I'm a prima donna. Yeah. <laughs> yep. That's definitely another show when you got the you know we misheard the. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that was food good for thought, wasn't it? Yeah, was that it? was good back that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so UB40, I really don't want to talk much more about them, to be honest. No, so, uh, please don't. Okay. So shall I have my last one then? Go on it. This is a not a rock act. This is a female singer. That's not Kate no, Bush. It's not Kate Bush. <laughs> it's interesting that they've all been bands. There's not been a solo artist yet. So well, I'm, no, I'm picking because I cannot stand this artist, and I have no idea other than quote unquote. She is a media manipulator and self-publicist, one of the most driven women in the history of the music business, which brackets is not code for brilliant. Um, a tedious mix of sex and religion. We are talking oh, Louise Maradona. Maradona. Or Madonna, if you prefer, who is literally the most overrated female singer in history, she was a good Evita. Everything else is crap. Yeah, like you're shooting fish in a barrel there, Pete. Shooting fish in a barrel. Absolute nonsense. Papa, don't preach. And what really pisses me off is that she's now trying at the age of 63 to stay relevant while presumably trying to find ways of not having to tuck her boobs into her belt. I mean, she's pathetic. And I can't I thought, stand her. I thought you were going to say the age monstrously of, overrated. I thought you were going to say the age of sixty-three. She's, she's trying to sing. I thought. Well, yeah, but, well also that. I saw. Her, I, I saw. Um, I was watching a James Bond film the other night because they're now all on Amazon Prime. So I'm binge watching Bond. Um, and she's in because well, she did the um, the, the thing. Die she, another day. She, uh, yeah, die oh. another day. But yeah, yeah, we had a bond. We had a bond program uh, with Slim Nick many months ago. When when the new movie came out, actually, so okay. September yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. Worst Bond movie theme was that one. It's Madonna. Awful. It's absolutely dreadful. And she's actually in the film, and she can't act either. I do not understand. Well, other than that, she's a media manipulator and self publicist. She's just. I do not get it at all. Yeah, absolutely pretty well devoid of any talent whatsoever other than being a big gob can't stand the woman barbie loves madonna just said i'm no. very happy for barbie <laughs> but i can't stand her and was mostly well known for getting her thruppies out on the in the early days but she exactly. seems to have she's stopped that quite a bit well that's I'm because not... they're hanging on the floor because she's 63 that's more no. that's bash. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of good in that road. Although I did see, interestingly, one of one of our shirts sold for seven point four million today as well. Did they not? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No, you're thinking of Maradona there, going. Oh, oh sorry, mate. Right. <laughs> yes, on the hand of God, don't, even, don't even start me on that because I've managed not to rant on that subject on Twitter. I may well do that when I go to bed. Right. I think <laughs> no. The world awaits. 
The world seven awaits point, the 7.4 million for a used football shirt and the hand. Right, cheating. And apparently, it's not the right. Apparently, it's not the right shirt. Isn't it? No, his family's come out and said that he changed. He changed shirts at half time. Did he? So the one that Hodge got well, wasn't he didn't even the do one. anything in the, in the second half. No, that, that, that was dry as a bone. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my word! It didn't even have a whiffy Terry Butcher's aftershave on it. <laughs> the world has literally gone there. Yeah, but it, they said on the radio. Yeah, it's um, they were interviewing this guy who sells shirts and. Football shirts and this, yeah. And is that the high? That's obviously the highest ever. He says, Oh, yeah, that's highest ever. But by some margin, oh, so what was the one before? And the one before was like 54,000 or something. Aye, that's that's a margin, aye. It's a huge difference. See, I would have but, thought yeah, Pelly shot for the 70 World Cup would have been worth more, but yeah, I well, suppose Pelly's, well, yeah, Pelly's 1970 World Cup shirt didn't, didn't, uh, didn't sell as, uh, as many. That might have been. The one, the next one down, actually. Yeah, yes. but he's yeah, still alive. Sorry. Maybe, maybe he's still alive. Yeah, maybe. that's a huge anyway, digression. So we, we went from Madonna to Pele's World Cup. We've gone from Madonna to <laughs> Pele, but you know, there we go. Anyway, so Madonna, <laughs> Madonna, not having it. To right. be honest, I mean, I'd, I'd like to feel that, but I don't think she's a particularly good singer. I don't think she's ever been a particularly terrible. Good no, I don't think she ever. Thing made herself, she was. I think she fancied herself as a bit of a, a, a female Bowie. I think she thought she was a sort of, you know, a scene star and an influencer. And before all these things came, you know, she was always trying to be chameleon like, but she just didn't have a hundredth of his talent. Mm. Not even close. And she can't act either. I mean, if, have you seen Shanghai Surprise? Awful. Yeah. Film. I mean, yeah, anyway, so no, oh, that's it. Done. All right. Gordon, your last one. My last one. Well, I, I'm, I'm going to I'm going to tell you who never who never made it again. Okay. Another interesting one who didn't, because I absolutely love their first five albums. Uh, and when I was young, they thought that I would have once said this would have appalled me. They were the band of the eighties for me in some respect. But I think the subsequent stuff was very very poor and patchy. So I was nearly going for REM. Ooh. Oh, because I think the IRS stuff is is great, but even when I go back to it now, it's not one I visit a lot. It sounded it's not aged as well as I thought. But the Warner stuff hasn't aged at all. It's it's like some rank cheese. It's just sitting there molding. Uh, and it's a shame because I did I think I thought they were everything I was looking for in a band and still stuff like Don't Go Back to Rockville and oh, yeah, Central Rain and all that, you oh, know. That's a great song, yeah. Tremendous, tremendous albums. And I do go back and play them occasionally, but I, I say I don't play Green, you know, uh, Adventures in Hi Fi, Monster, Up, any of these. So they nearly made it, but I went for Sacred Cows, Sacred Cows, Sacred Cows. So the picture of the Sacred Cow that worship this sacred cow uh, would be Solo Lennon. Oh, okay. Now, I always had this thing where I didn't know, I, I thought it was always unfair that McCartney was always supposedly the sickly one and Lennon was cool and street and hard like I was uh, in the 80s. But I think if you read, if you listen to a lot of his solo stuff, it's actually him that's the mere saccharine and morose, especially the, you know, the last album, um, Double fantasy. Double fantasy, you know, just, you know, darling, 
darling boy and, you know, women and all of these things. So I think for what he done in the Beatles, the man's a god. I think his voice was tremendous. Uh, even his rock and roll album, you know, which was all covers, you know, mm. I can listen to. And again, as Pete's definition, a really good greatest hits, you know, Mind Games, you know, number nine. I think Imagine's a bit ponderous. Uh, never really the album that, or the song that both you know never right. really been that 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 much of a fan of them but I think then obviously you know the other stuff there's just nothing to base that iconic status on other than what he done with the Beatles which mm. is a shame and I mean I'm talking about the stuff he done with Harry Nielsen and that as well you know all mm. bridges and all, all manner of collaborations although whatever gets you through the night was was a decent stab uh, but. No, sorry, John. Just, you, just uh, all the solo Beatles, I would have them third. So, Listen, I'm exactly the same. I'd go Harrison, McCartney, Lennon, the other bloke. Yeah, I wouldn't have yeah. Harrison above McCartney. Well, and, uh, I, I would struggle with him. Ringo's solo career wasn't 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 no, too bad actually. Yeah, no. quite a few. But I think you know, I think many McCartney McCartney had the same problem as. Neil Young, to some degree, is lack of quality control. You know, for every sort of sublime wings track that there was, and there were so many of them, very underrated band. There was the Frog Chorus or Ebony and Ivory or some other atrocity. No, no, no. The Frog Chorus, frog chorus. Is, loves is, the frog chorus. is literally the greatest song that McCartney did. The Frog Chorus. We're going to have a wee bit of distance between us and that one there. You know, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. It's because the kids used to love it and yeah. it's kind of a memory of all the uh, And it's a shame because he, he has he has dissipated his legacy with just too much, you know, uh, mediocre stuff yeah. through the years. And you, there's basically the only demand there is is for maybe the first three McCartney solo albums. You know, the, the, oh, I really never get asked for anything after that. So I probably won to uh, Red Rose Speedway sometime. You know, the, the Wings one, the early Wings ones are, are, are popular. But yeah. I can have Lennon sitting in my boxes and they'll just trundle away there for months on end before somebody buys them because well, there's no really a lot of them. I had this, um, no, through no fault of his own, of course. But um, yeah, I had this discussion recently. I think yeah, Lennon's solo output was was generally pretty disappointing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I did like Imagine. I did like the song. I love the song Imagine. I love the album actually as well that it comes from, which is funny enough called Imagine. And the, the debut album as well is such an um, emotional, raw album. Um, yeah, it was a bit too much of that, you know. And I loved it. Maybe so. Two virgins when they brought two virgins out with original cover. Yeah, yeah. You feel that one. Yoko, Yoko, Yoko says that you you know we we showed it to various people when no one wanted to touch John's penis. Yeah, <laughs> which is understandable. Sorry, this podcast has now taken an unpleasant turn. Yeah. I think we should move back more to the second <laughs> But and I, 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 I never got past imagine the sort of line. Imagine no possession when he was buying up half of the cows in New York at the time. Uh, so uh, call me cynical but John come on you're cynical yeah both of us so what's your last one then Cole well no you had mine because you you took mine before didn't you You said year before the I did so uh, can I just can I throw in my one my seventh my my seventh one then because you already read up Chili Peppers yeah I think that massively overrated well basically all of Britpop but in particular 
Oasis, a.k.a. the Mango Beatles. And what I'm really, really enjoying right now is how upset the Gallaghers are going to be about tonight's football result. That has literally made my... Did they go out? Did they go out? I don't understand. Yeah, they lost lost 3-1, yeah. Oh, dearie me. That's Um, a shocker. Watch your pity. Never mind. And, um, yeah, so Oasis, basically Wonderwall, fantastic sing-along anthem, everything else, bit crap. See, I always have a theory that that there's always a a certain uh, fan base in Britain for that type of band. And in the 70s, it was the jam. You know, that that sort of lad, kind of... Yeah, but the jam had far better songs. Always did far more originality. Yeah, the jam wrote really good songs. Yeah, they and did with really good words. But they they had that sort of they were a, they were a proper lads band, and then I think there wasn't really anything until Oasis, and it's the same guys I see now with their gazelles on, you know, and their Burberry yeah, shirts yeah, outside good their jeans. Uh, and I think they're just there's there's a lineage there, sadly for Weller, which he doesn't deserve, but is is nonetheless. Mm. That's where it ended. Yeah, I just you know I just I just I just listen to them. I think you're just a much less talented version of the Beatles, basically. Yeah, no, I I I think there are a number of uh, Britpop bands that are pretty decent. I mean, I don't mind Oasis at times. I mean, don't look back in anger was a good song, uh, even though it nicked the opening no. you know intro the, to Imagine, of course. The first time it was written, written maybe. Uh, maybe. <laughs> And and blur and uh, pulp, the verve. Yeah, yeah the good. I don't I don't count the verve as Britpop. If the verve are Britpop, then yeah, all right, I like the verve. But I'm Richard, Ashcroft, Richard Ashcroft's a really good song. Hi. Teenage fan the club. The fannies, fan. yes, fannies. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's all of them, isn't it? I mean, I I did have this one. I did have in it, which I couldn't mention. I didn't mention before, but because I was a big Pistols fan. Because they only had one album, um, but Public album. Image Limited, mm, yeah, never got that at all. Have, have, you, have you ever tried to let, sit through Metal Box? <laughs> I have sat through Metal Box. Oh, that's a hard, a that's a hard listen. Yeah, yeah. a well, challenge. I, I got to the end actually. Maybe I, maybe I didn't get to the you end. You were just possibly not conscious by then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Well, maybe I didn't actually get into the metal box because wasn't it self? It was sold in an yeah. actual in a metal box. Yeah, yeah. For a time there, they were going for about two hundred quid each. Yeah, I yeah. loved the first single. Even yeah, the first great. album had wasn't to me. Yeah. It was nothing like the Pistols. But then again, he didn't want it. Anything no, like the purposely Pistols, wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, but I know. Uh, it's and this is not a love song. It had a few good songs, but. Another yeah. one of these cult bands I was never really into the fall. Oh, that would get you hung on Twitter, that. Yeah, I don't like, not, not that keen on the fall. And even, I hate to say it, but again, some songs I really like is The Cure. Mm, I'm a kind of meh, meh with them. Maybe it's just Robert Smith's hair. Yeah, it's pretty nasty now, on a. <laughs> Sixty-eight-year-old man, or but something be, like that. To be brutally honest, it always was. It just now looks really ridiculous on the bloke who's. But yeah. I'm glad no one's, no one's, and 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 someone would, I'm sure, as mentioned, the Beatles at some point. Whenever you ask anyone's overrated, everyone's yeah. the Beatles. But um, yeah, I mean, they're not on that list. That list I said were the twenty-four uh, when I was looking it up. Um, 
That music being at 24, Led Zeppelin being at number one. I I don't see how you could put the Beatles on it when they're they're pretty much responsible for most of the music that came after that. I know. It it is annoying when people, people, I think they do. It's just a joke. They must do. Um, It is annoying when people say the Beatles are overrated. I mean, don't like them. Fair enough. But to say they're overrated. I think we're a bit confused that that my point right at the start of the podcast. You know, there is a difference between I don't like them and they are overrated. Hmm. And, you I know, think there's you know, maybe over-familiarity with the Beatles is possibly to their detriment because the yes. health became ubiquitous now. You know, even 20 years ago, you never heard hardly any. I mean, Beatles albums were never cheap. You know, even hmm. I remember when they first came out in CD, which didn't come out when all the rest came out. And they just were a fortune because they knew what they had. And it was always the case you never got Beatles, and still to this day, you don't get Beatles music in adverts. You know, the originals hardly. You don't no. get them played in films. You know, how many mm. 60s films have you seen and, and the Beatles are standing there? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Because it was always valued. But I think it's becoming, you know, Yoko's title, listening the first strings a wee bit now, and they are using it. I think it's just... I just think people think they're so edgy by saying, yeah, the Beatles are overrated. But it's just nonsense. And it's like they, oh, yeah, the Beatles, they couldn't possibly be as good as people are making out. But, yeah, Yeah. they were, actually. They were. Um, But enough of the the Beatles. I'm just going to read a few out. Um, Thanks for your lists. I've got a few that people are giving me here. Uh, Dean has given me you too. Yeah. And... um, Cindy is for all boy bands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Rita has given me uh, Queen, which I'm sure uh, would appreciate, yeah. well, both of you would appreciate. Yeah. Uh, and I would appreciate after about 19, well, certainly into the 80s, uh, even though they were good at Live Aid. Uh, another one you'd like, uh, Pete, Elvis Presley. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, Kiss. Yeah. Alice Cooper. Well, I'm going to see uh, later on this month, actually, um, <coughs> with, with the cult who you mentioned earlier, called uh, Ozzy Osbourne, ZZ Top. Sam, well, ZZ, ZZ Top are an American uh, status quo, aren't they? American okay. status quo, not, yeah. Not quite as good. Um, Genesis from Sam oh, Tiffin. Yeah, go on. Awful. Um, Jeff, Jeff Stritch has given me Beck. Uh-huh. Yeah. And as he said, what his brother used to say, the Moody Blues, they're the best, worst band ever. Uh, and Barbie, of course, is, is on the uh, on the ball here as well. She's given me 10. Uh, Backstreet Boys, Metallica, Billy Joel, hmm. mm-hmm. Linkin Park. Yeah, they have well, here, here's one. Stinking Park. Stinking Park, yeah. Uh, here's one, Dave Matthews Band. Now, wh- what do we know about Dave Matthews Band? Big in America, but we don't really know of them. I don't think we're really missing much. So that's right, okay. No, you're thinking Ian Matthews, you know, Matthews Southern Comfort. You get your Matthews, or or possibly Stanley Matthews. I don't know what one you're thinking. Or Matthew and Son, perhaps. don't know. <laughs> uh, you two. Um, Chris Brown, Limp Biscuit. Yeah, Limp Biscuit, mm. yeah. Pitbull and Radiohead. Now, Graham has given me a long list here as well of 10. What he's called huge selling hitters. But 
he thinks they're actually pony, which for those American listeners don't understand what that is. Pony, pony and trap. Pony and crap. Crap. Yeah. And this, I don't think we'd probably disagree with most of this list. Uh, Justin Bieber, Mariah Carey, Rihanna, Celine Dion, Drake, Kanye West, Nicki Minaj, Lil Wayne, Janet Jackson, and Cher. I would concur with that entire list. Yeah. I just yeah. didn't bother wasting airtime. Well, yeah, well, that's, why, that's why I thought well, we could have put a few of those down. If you got trapped in a lift and that was the music that was playing, you would just commit sideways, wouldn't you? You just would not be <laughs> yeah. able to live. I mean, if, it, if it was having to listen to Kanye West or throw yourself down the lift shaft, you'd yeah, go for you'd the force yourself down that train. lift shaft, yeah. And Nicki Minaj, I mean, don't even start me on how much she can't sing. I mean, she is spectacularly I, awful. I don't think you do need to be able to sing these days. No. You? No, well, you just get auto tunes, don't you? But I mean, she even with auto tune, she's out of tune. But I, I could, I could put in rap as a genre, actually. Oh yeah, rated, yeah. but drill. And it's it, it a bit annoying when people say you can't say you love music if you don't like rap because yeah. it's well, music. Do you see? I, 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 I shy away from that because I, I think I don't know enough about it. And my son's a huge rap fan, and mm. he. he he gets so much at it. So there must be something. I just think our tired, old, sad, old, saggy old bodies <laughs> You're probably cannot right. appreciate that. And it's just because it's there's nothing much to appreciate. And I used to always annoy him, be going, you know, I know what Stevie Wonder song that came for, you know, I know what that lift is from. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> exactly. I used yeah. to do that with my kids as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. I think it, it, rather than calling it music, it's just like urban poetry with sort of sounds and samples yeah. in the background. A sound collage. A sound collage. I love that. That's very good. He's on fire We like that. Yeah, we like for that. A, for a man right. who sounds like Barry White and he's suffering, he's absolutely He's lasted um, okay. He's lasted, yeah. okay. Yeah. He's, lasted, he's lasted an hour and 41 minutes. No, collapse in a sweaty puddle once his light goes off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave you to that then. Um, Right, so thanks, guys, for that. Um, this podcast will be posted to Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Breaker, uh, and it will be, of course, on the Off The Record Facebook page and the CBW Productions Facebook page. Thank you, Shaggy. Uh, and the cbwproductions.com website. And one day, Pete, we will be on... The BBC. The BBC, yeah, we certainly will be. In the meantime, it's a good night from me. It's a good night from him. And a good night from them. <laughs> Not off. <laughs> Not off. Thanks, guys. <laughs>